0: Hey there it's amy mcdonald here yoga business coach welcome to the abundant yoga teacher podcast where we talk all things yoga nerdy and yoga business if you are looking to grow your yoga beers this year please check out my signature program that is enrolling now think of it as the teacher training for your yoga business amy mcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga beers now on to today's podcast Hey everyone, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Do you ever have those mornings where I, oh, this morning, just wake up and just feel like amazing? Don't you think that's the best way to start the day? Just for that moment lying there thinking, wow, everything is just great. Today is going to be fantastic. The birds are chirping and it's going to be warm and gorgeous and ah." Oh, I get to spend the day with all of you guys. How lucky am I? We had the very last call for the current round of the Keep Growing Mastermind uh, last night or yesterday afternoon, my time, and this incredible collection of yoga teachers from around the world, who have been getting together every uh, couple of weeks for six months and uh, we were celebrating as, as being our last call for the year, we were celebrating how far everybody's come and... While everyone was sharing and reflecting and talking about their progress and what they've overcome and um, the challenges that they've faced with grace and what they're carrying forward into 2019, I was just bathing in the pure delight of what I get to do every day. Such a deep honor and a a pleasure, such a pleasure. I was talking to uh, Nikki from the Keep Growing Mastermind earlier this week. And she was sharing a similar sentiment. You know, she was saying that no matter what's happened in her day, when she leaves in the evening to go out to teach yoga, she always feels fantastic. She always feels better after she's taught a class. She always um, feels happy when she goes and does her job. When she goes and and teaches yoga, and I just think, you know, this is what it's about. We we want to be in this place. We want to wake up in the morning going ah yes, I get to go to work again today and do stuff that is my dharma. that is helping heal the planet that makes me feel great and like I'm being in service and that makes a genuine contribution to other people. So, you know, if you're not feeling like that, that's okay. Um, you know, not every day is rainbows and unicorns, but actually that's where everything is aligned. That's what it should feel like. Uh That's our natural state if you look at the sort of the teachings of yoga uh you know the tantric sort of text it's about well you know when everything's working uh you feel great and if you've got some klesha kind of situation going on then maybe you'll feel a bit crappy but that's not the way it's supposed to roll so today i am so delighted that we've got an open mic Full 45 minutes of Q and A. I have got the answers to your questions. If you are not waking up in the morning and feeling like me <laughs> bolo, if it's not feeling awesome to you, uh, or that, you know I'm here to help. Let's get you there. So all of your uh, questions um, and coaching and mentoring and support, I got you. So let's use this time really well. Linda in Winnipeg has already submitted her question. I got you, Linda. Good for you. Everyone else who is here with me live, uh, type. If you're on the webcast, type into the Q&A box. If you are on the phone, you can press star 2 on your keypad. Or if you are uh, on the web call, you can press the raise hand emoji. If you're on the web call, you can also type into the Q&A box. Start typing those questions in. It helps me understand how many questions I have for the time so I know how I can um, spread the time uh, so that everybody gets um, their questions answered. So if you have a question, type it on in now so that I can sort of do a little bit of agenda planning. Last week, <clears throat> I was talking about, I was, last week I was a little bit overzealous, even for me, and folks, if you're a regular listener, you know that I kind of, like, overzealous is kind of my default setting for the podcast. Last week I dialed it up a level. It was intermediate, advanced, overzealous, uh, Amy Style talking about just throwing down the challenge that don't you think we could all be just that little bit better in our yoga teaching? And, um, because I had been to a class and as, um, I was talking with Daddy Pomploon uh, a little bit about this, um, yesterday, day before, about how, um, Yogi Misfit podcast, get it? Go subscribe to it. Leave some stars. It's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> about how you know, not to be judgmental of another teacher, and who knows what was going on for her that day. And like Danny said, maybe she just had her heart broken. And it's not for me to judge her, but in that environment, what I discovered was it held up a mirror to places in my teaching where I could be better. And so last week I was really banging on about this topic and about how maybe we could all do with a little bit of a tune-up. I want to say. Special, special thank you to everybody who sent me emails or comments on this topic Um, because I know when I go full out to the margins on a topic, I get a little bit nervous that maybe I've offended people. Um, My intention is always to motivate and hopefully to inspire. So when you feel like that and you send me a note, I want you to know that it's really uh, influential to me it really helps me stay focused and committed you know being a podcast host means you essentially sit around by yourself a lot and talk to nobody <laughs> so when I get these love notes from you guys it makes a big difference and I wanted to say thanks I wanted to say a massive thanks to Mike Ruiz in Florida Mike sent me this great email such a great email um and I uh I love what you said Mike um, I, Mike says, you are profoundly correct to question what people are getting out of their teacher trainings. I love this part. Mike says, I feel very fortunate that I've gone through a 200 and a 500 hour level teacher training <clears throat> through the Lotus Pond in Tampa. I presume that you live in Florida if you did, but who knows? Wherever you are, Mike, you're a superstar. <clears throat> he says, I came to the training with no prior yoga experience and thinking back, this could have gone very bad for me. I was fortunate to have been trained by informed and inspired teachers and I think that's why your podcast resonated so strongly with me. I hope to someday be able to take some training with you. Yes, Mike, I'm coming to Florida. Virginia, I'm coming to teach at your space. We've got to figure this out. Um, and yeah, Mike says you rock girl. You rock too, Mike. Awesome. Thank you so much for your email. And I agree with you, Mike. I was lucky too. Like I took a punt. Someone handed me a postcard, and it had a shining light on it. And at that time in my life, I needed to have a shining light. And I signed up for that 200 hours, and lucky me, it was a good one. But I didn't know at the time. I had no idea. So yeah, I was fortunate to fall into a good one. Um, and not everybody is. And I, you know, I, I wrote back to Mike when when I was a brand new yogi when I first signed up for my two hundred hours, I only knew Shivananda Yoga, like for real. I didn't know that there was more than that. I didn't know this guy called Ayenga. I sure as hell didn't know this guy called Krishna Macharya. It was like Shivananda all the way, baby, and and I thought Trikanathana was as intense as you could go. Uh <laughs> that was how much I knew about yoga when I what well, the bug of a what? That's how much I knew about yoga when I signed up to do a two hundred hour teacher training. And and if I had have got something that was less than ideal, if I had have done a 200-hour training that didn't have depth and integrity and inspired teachers like Mike said, I wouldn't have known that it didn't. And so, as Mark and I were chatting about, this is why I think it's one of the reasons why it's so important to go to lots of classes so that we don't get too narrow in focus about what yoga is. This doesn't mean that you need to become a generalist. Um, Nicole Grace and I talk about this a lot, uh, in, in Sydney. She's got a, she, she teaches from the Deskachar lineage and she's got a very particular way about teaching and, and that is true for her. And yet there is still benefit in being in other environments. Danny and I were talking about, I can't teach flow to save my life. Everybody would pass out because I forget to tell them to breathe. But I, just being with him for an hour on the, on a video call, so much more for me in my hatha, alignment-based hatha yoga teaching that I got from learning from his teaching experience. So not only is it great to go to everybody's classes to support them and their business, it's great for you to stay objective and inspired in your own teaching. Georgina, I want to give a shout out to you as well, gorgeous. Um, Georgina wrote in the Facebook group that she realizes how often she says the word just when she's teaching and she's going to stop it. Yes, yes you are. Love that Georgina. And like I said to her, this morning, you know, you get to be. Let's be gentle with ourselves when we recognise that we're doing annoying things because probably no one else notices, right? Um, um, so, so be gentle as you correct it. I say something at the start of. I here's what I said last. This is what I realised I say yesterday. We're not. We were doing the keep Growing mastermind call. I say gently close your eyes. Like how stupid is that? Violently close your eyes. I mean, what are you going to do? Gently close your, shut up Amy. Close your eyes. Just say close your eyes. It's funny, isn't it? We get, <laughs> we can be playful with ourselves. Look at everybody who's here. We've got people in the UK. Dee is in Ireland. <clears throat> Susan's here. Susan's here. We've got Susan, cross-continental Susans here today, folks. <laughs> From California to Florida, Susans are in the house. Love it, awesome. Okay, so if you have questions, let's do this. If you've got questions, if you're on the web call, press the raise hand emoji. If you, are, if you are feeling shy or if you're on the webcast, type them into the chat, the Q&A box, and I'll get to you there. This time is yours, folks. I want to support you in whatever it is you're working on. So lodge your question and I will get to you. We're gonna start with Linda. Who's been here forever? Linda says, "I really want to do more online items, but it scares me to the bone." Any advice? What a surprise, Linda! I've got a truckload of advice for you. So, um, oh, Linda's got Linda. Do you want me to? I'm going to unmute you, Linda. Do you have your hand up? I'm imagining that Linda's like at a diner. I don't know why. (laughs) So here's my advice. Um, The internet is... We need to start thinking about the internet as not some big scary thing where the whole world is going to see you. If only that were the case, because once you've addressed your visibility issues, it would be amazing. Susan Proper, don't you agree with me? Wouldn't it be amazing if you just put something on the internet and the whole world saw it? If it was that easy, we'd all be like, I don't know, billionaire yogis donating money to all the things we love. It's not that; it doesn't work like that. The internet is full. It's massive. It's full. Um, like I saw someone, an interview, someone from YouTube the other day, essentially saying that you know, every day there's like yugas worth of content uploaded to YouTube. The, the internet is full. Like the Mahabharata, like it's endless. Uh, and the chances of someone reading your word in the whole Mahabharata is rare. So that's what it's like on the internet. Just because you put it on the internet doesn't actually mean anyone's gonna see it. Now, so just bear that in mind. It's not like you're suddenly walking into your local shopping mall naked. It's not gonna cause that much of a stir, I promise. You're yeah, not gonna have to tell people that it's there and then to go look at it. Um. So there's that. Then the other thing that I would recommend, once you get sort of like the sense of the magnitude, then then the other thing that I really recommend is that the people who do see you online, like whether that's the people who follow you on Instagram or the people who um, are signed up to your messenger bot, or the people who uh, watch your Facebook lives because they get the notifications, <clears throat> those numbers, you've got 152 followers on Instagram. Start thinking about those people, those numbers as not just followers, like some uh, business sort of metric, but actually as people. So if you have 152 followers on Instagram, that's 152 people who voluntarily signed up to see what you're up to, who voluntarily said, yeah, I want to know what she's doing. I'm going to check in with her stuff. I like looking at her pictures. I like reading her comments. I want to know more about this yoga teacher. That's what a follower is. Someone who voluntarily said, yeah, I'm into this and I would like more, please. So start thinking about these numbers, not as metrics, but as real people. If you imagine suddenly you had 152 people in your house, it would probably be quite full unless you live in a huge mansion. But at my place, We'd be bursting at the seams. It would be a seriously large party. So, Linda, remember that they're real people. And then what I recommend you do is when you get onto, and Susan and I were talking about this actually uh, during the week, when you get onto online, say you're doing an Instagram Live or a Facebook Live, just assume the role of yoga teacher. Look at the green dot on your computer or the the. You know, camera thing on your phone and imagine it, imagine that that's actually your favorite student and teach them yoga or share something powerful with them. I don't know what you do, but teach them how to do oil pulling or teach them how to blend essential oils or teach them how to do Thai yoga something or rather fascia or something. Whatever you're about, share something valuable, useful and just imagine that you're sharing with your most favorite student. And that'll take the charge out of it for you, Linda, rather than I need to be perfect, I need to be polished. If I, if I say um too much or if I fuck this up, it's going to be a colossal disaster and seven billion people will suddenly think I'm a moron. Like, you know, actually a few people will see it unless you put some money behind it. But the people who do see it, they're going to see it because they voluntarily wanted to and they're interested in what you have to say and so all you got to do is show up and be their teacher. That's it. Teach from the heart. If you, I know when I'm teaching a class, if I've had a big day and I rock up to teach a class, I get my left and right mixed up. Sometimes I get the wrong word just because I'm a bit scatty. And and my students don't mind because we have a bit of a joke and away I go. I'll, I'll forget sometimes. Have we done, is this the second side or the, and they'll tell me. No, We haven't done the other side yet. Okay, do the other side now. It's okay. No one's going. Well, shit, that was crap. I'm never coming back. They're like, "Whoa, we got you, Amy. We're in this together." And and the same is true when you're on the on the social medias. Um, Linda, you got this. You, all you got to do is be you, and um and it, that's powerful. Um, Susan says, "Yep, need to just dive in and get over it." You so do, Susan. Yes. I want to see that. We all want to come to your virtual retreats. Um, oh, Linda says, "Thanks for answering my question. I'm at a coffee shop. I would love to chat more." Linda, I knew you. I could tell. You know, I could tell those sounds. Yeah, I knew. I, I thought Dinah, but that's just me being like <laughs> culturally prejudiced. But yeah, love it. I'm glad it was useful. Sheila, wisdom is in the house. What's going on with you, Sheila? Give us an update. What? How can I help you? Tell me. You you gotta have a question for me. Let's do this. Um, Love it. Uh, Susan says, "Really, you are coming to Florida?" Oh my God, Susan! I was supposed to. I'm supposed to be in Florida like now. Actually, I was signed up to go to a conference in Florida on Monday and Tuesday, and uh, in Miami. And I was just like, "Uh, uh, "Can't. I just can't do another airport. I can't do it." But Virginia and I. I mean, Virginia, her space is so beautiful. Uh I really would like to go hang out in it, right? <laughs> so, yes, no, nothing set yet, but it would be, I imagine it would be late May, early June if I was to be around Susan. But you're going to be the first, other than, other than Virginia, you're going to be the first person that I tell. Okay, who else has some questions? How else can I support you guys? Uh Type it into the Q&A or press the raise hand emoji so you're here live with me. Had an email just recently from the fabulous Joker in Paris, um, asking a question about how do you say thank you to your staff or your uh, colleagues or your joint venture partners for the holidays? What's a nice thing to do? And I just, you know, Chiyoka, you are some classy lady. Uh, what First up, what a lovely thing to consider. Um, and I really... Um, I think, yes, it made me think, well, Shiz, what am I going to do for my team? They're amazing. I'd like to do something too. So uh great reminder from Chioka to, for all of us to say thank you to our team, the people who have supported you during the year, the person who cleans your studio, um, the person who minds your kids on a Wednesday night so that you can go teach. Uh, I don't know, your mentors, your own teachers. Uh, who is it that you're grateful to? And what would be a lovely way to get, to give them a token of your gratitude? Uh, <clears throat> thanks for that reminder, Joker. I really appreciate that uh, in my own business. Okay, I can't see anyone else with questions really, which means we could just we could wrap it up. Uh, folks, this is your chance to get coaching from me. What is it that you're working on? What do you want to know? Nuts and bolts. Um, you know, you want to know some of the techie stuff. Do you want to, is it more the mindset pieces, the belief system? How can I support you today? We do this once a month. Open mic Q&A so that I can really support you and where you're at. What are you working on and what's going to be useful? Uh, Linda says, thank you for what you do. What website can I find you at? I am in Canada. Oh, I'm enjoying the sunshine on your behalf right now, Linda. Uh Linda, you can find me at amymcdonald.com.au. We have this awesome Facebook group too, Linda, if you want to come hang out with us. Just look for Abundant Yoga Teachers on Facebook. It's totally high vibe. Um, no competition, no judgment. People are supporting each other in there. It's great. Um, yeah, come hang out with us. Linda? Coming out with us. Alright, well, I have an important announcement. Uh, while you're all typing in your questions, we're only halfway through our time together, folks, so keep the questions going. But while you're typing in your questions, I have a very, very exciting announcement for you. So, if you've been in my community for any period of time, you will know that my signature program, how I teach yoga teachers to grow abundant yoga businesses, is called Growing Your Yoga Biz, Growing Your Yoga Biz, and uh, the exciting announcement today is that registrations are now open for round five, intake five, of this program, which gets started mid-February. So if you've never heard of GYYB, let me tell you about it very, very briefly while you're getting your questions in. It's a six-month training program, training and group coaching program with me. Uh, Where we go through eight modules, half mindset, half nuts and bolts to actually build yourself an abundant yoga business. You will get the skills you need to do all of the tech stuff, the marketing stuff, the branding stuff, the promotion stuff. And you will get the mindset pieces to embrace what it means to be spiritual and prosperous, to take yourself seriously, to overcome visibility issues to back yourself and feel authentic and to embrace working as a business owner in a way that is not overly or unnecessarily structured and shiver encoded. You can find out all about it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash grow your yoga beers, mm, growing your yoga beers, growing your yoga beers. And a very, very exciting announcement today is that for the first time ever, we are doing a, an early bird registration that is only available for December, which means the investment is $1,000 off. Nice. Uh, you've got to use a code and whatever. Um, there's a payment plan and all of those good things. Go over to the website and take a look. Never done an early bird before. Very excited about this, Uh, only until the end of December. If you've never heard of GUOIB, go check it out and watch all of the cool videos from the people who have graduated. If you know you have wanted to do it in the past but you haven't signed up yet, hint, give yourself a $1,000 discount and sign up during the early bird period. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. It's awesome. I love it I am so excited to welcome in a new batch of people uh, go take a look dot com au forward slash growing your yoga biz all right uh, let's see these are some great questions um, someone who I can't see the name of uh, says in terms of newsletter email marketing what time of day and what day of the week do you find most helpful in terms of increasing your email open rate okay so um Great question, and I've kind of got a, a little bit of a um, what do we want to say? Like I, I kind of want to answer this in two different ways that don't necessarily um, <laughs> don't necessarily work together. Let's call them complementary forces. <clears throat> the first consideration I have here is for folks like us, businesses of my size. I don't know. I don't know how big your business is, but let's just say you're making like I don't know. Under a quarter of a million bucks a year, right? For us, the, this kind of level of specificity actually doesn't make that much difference. The people who are on your mailing, again, it depends if you've got a stonking great big yoga studio or a franchise of yoga studios, if you've got a, you know, a, a sizable business in terms of turnover and email marketing is a big part of how you generate revenue, it matters. If you have a yoga products online store, if you have, uh, I don't know, like online yoga teacher trainings and you're doing sizable amounts of turnover, just say like 200,000 plus, right? It matters. But if you're a freelancer, if you've got a yoga business, anything like mine where i mean, my yoga teaching business, I'm like 100 people on my mailing list, I don't teach a whole lot of classes. Um, those people like hearing from me anyway. They're there because they signed up. And I, when I, I, I only ever email them when I'm saying, hey, come to class. And so looking at – do I look at my open rates? Sure, I look at my open rates. But it's always about 50% because my mailing list is tiny. If you've got a small mailing list, your open rate will be really high. When you start getting up into the tens of thousands or even just the thousands in your mailing list – Your open rate is going to go way down, and that's normal. Your opt-out rate is going to go way up, and that's normal. Um, So if you've got a small freelance yoga teaching business, I I would just say don't worry about it. The day of the week that your email goes out is the day of the week that you get around to writing it. Now, if you do have a more sophisticated business that's got more turnover and relies more heavily on the success of your email marketing, the way to figure out which days of the week and which open rates to send for your people is to look at your data. Now, generally they say Mondays and Fridays not a good day to send if you're sending to people business related or, you know, or their work email address because they're busy, generally. Um, but otherwise you need to look at the data to figure out what your people like. So for example, I know for my yoga people, Sunday night, great time to send an email because my people are sitting at home going, oh fudge I have to go back to work tomorrow and I don't want to so I send them a love note that says hey yoga and they're like yeah dang it if I get me some of that on Wednesday night I'm going to feel better about the week and they sign up but I only know that because of time and looking at the data and and drawing correlations between when I've sent something and when somebody's purchased so that um, that's what I would recommend first you've got to know your people look at your data Look at the spot. Like if you use something like Mailchimp, go into the reports, look at the analytics, look at the graphs, and you'll see where are the spikes in send times. Um, you can also try using if you use do something use something like Mailchimp. You can look at the um, you know has that function for it to optimize. Uh, it will run the numbers for you. You can just press the button that says optimize and send it at the best time you think, and it will do that for you. Um, so you can use that option as well, but. Uh, you know uh, this stuff really only comes into bear when 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 you're working at a level that is that is essentially you have it on an email marketing business and even for me with this business that you're all joining me in right now um honestly when we send emails is more about um when uh, when we get them done for the most part uh having said that you know, I'm not saying be cavalier or complacent about it. You get to become more masterful to the degree that you want to. But I also don't think that you need to recommend it. I like to approach my business to a degree with trusting that the right people are going to find up to work with me because what I do is good and from the heart and it will appeal to the people who are going to match with me and it won't to the people who won't. Um, that's what I have to say about that. Uh the only other thing in terms of increasing your open rate is, like, be interesting. This goes for everybody. If you if people aren't opening your emails, that's your fault. I said that with love, and I'm directing it to me as well. If people aren't opening your emails, it's because they're like, meh, boring, or not relevant, or heard that before, or not catching my eye, or I'm too busy to bother with this, or I could just Google that rather than have to read your email about it. Like, it's our job. If you want people to open your emails, you've got to give them a reason to do it. So looking at subject lines, you know, getting great at writing a subject line that your people like to open. And if you don't know, go look at your reports and see which emails got a higher open rate and what do they have in common in terms of subject line. Do your people like a subject line that simply says, term one class is now open for bookings? Like, some people just like to know what's inside and do I need to give a shit or not? Or do your people like something teasy like, um, behind the scenes of my yoga retreat, pics inside. Like, get a sense of what people like in a subject line. And once you've got that, because that's the most read part of an email, then you need to look at the email itself. And I do so many of these newsletter reviews. People send me their newsletters, what do you think, what could be better? Here's some of the common things that I see go wrong in a newsletter. One, no photograph of yourself in the header image. Uh, I know this can be confronting if you're not used to it, but people need to see your face straight up so they know who sent them the email. Most people are probably on more than one yoga mailing list, and they may not remember that you're shining lotus yoga and not radiant phoenix yoga, whatever, right? Um, So put your face on your email so people see you. Next... Talk to them like they're an actual person. Be personable in your emails. None of this, hi, yogis, I'm sending out this email blast to everybody today because blah, blah, blah. No, talk to them like a person. People want connection. They know that you're using the merge field function. They still want to feel like you care about them. Hey, Amy, I hope you're doing great. I'm writing to you today because I want to share with you yada. Um and then the last thing I would say is hyperlink the shit out of your emails. Oh my goodness, I love you all. But everybody who has sent me a newsletter for me to check and has gone to the trouble to make all of these beautiful graphics about here's my Candle with Yin happening on Sunday, here's my Discover Your Fascia workshop happening on Monday, here's my and all of these graphics are embedded in their emails and they don't link to anything. Folks, do me a favor. Most of your people are reading their your email on the phone. If you have a picture in your email, make it a big fat button that links to a page where people can sign up and buy something from you. <laughs> Hyperlink your emails up the yin yang. Okay, that's on that. Sheila says, Hi Amy, I'm still in Ghana. My last 10 days, hi, Sheila's in Ghana. Yahoo, love that. You know what, Sheila, I don't know if anyone ever has dialed into the podcast from Ghana before. They may have, but not that I've known. But that is so cool. Folks, if you don't know about Sheila, she's amazing and she goes to Ghana and she teaches kids yoga and she teaches other teachers to teach kids yoga and do good things and she takes them stuff and it's just awesome and she's just amazing. Uh, she says, I plan to post regular live updates online but the internet was down for over a week. Yeah. I'm now at a hotel in Accra. I'm sorry I've mispronounced that, Sheila. I've never been to Ghana. And back online. Any advice online? Keep... Business, good, while on the road. Sheila, is hard when you're traveling in places that have shitty internet. Hello, as much as I'd like to say hello, India. It's never India. It's like Paris. You know, I love you, Italy, but far out. Like, you know, can we get the internet sorted out? Um, so so really it does have to, I know this is too late for this advice, Sheila, but you got to do a lot of stuff in advance um, and schedule stuff in advance. Uh, We've got to get you, girl, to a point where you have a virtual assistant or someone supporting you with this stuff so that you're not you know, solopreneuring it anymore. That time has got to be done, Sheila, because we need someone back in the UK or wherever, back in an office that has reliable Wi-Fi who has your back, keeping all of this stuff going, so that you can just find a hotspot and send that person like 10 short videos and then they can upload them over a period of time, for example. Um, so preparation is always gonna be really important. Now that you're back into I mean you can be doing it now. If you've still got ten days in Ghana, like have at it. Go for it and um, be online, you know, do a live twice a day. This is you're never gonna have more interest for the people who want to support you in this work than you do right now being in-country. So get as much footage as you can. Be live and active all the time. Be live on Instagram and Facebook. Loads of pictures, loads of content that you can go on to share later. Um, If you're just feeling inspired about topics, Sheila, just be doing voice memos. You can be sitting in your bathtub in your hotel just talking on a topic that you feel lit up about because you happen to be there right now, and then go get that transcribed something like rev.com, crazy cheap, and then you have a blog post or you have Instagram content or you have an article to submit to whatever on magazine, whatever you're interested in, elephant journal. Like be capturing all of the enthusiasm that you have for your work right now because you're there so that you can access it and use it later. But next time it's definitely going to be about pre-planning and almost to the point of, um, almost to the point of, oh, totally lost my train of thought, pre-planning almost to the point of presuming that the internet is going to shit itself the whole time that you're away uh, and that and that life is going to roll on anyway. For example, I know now, the first time I did my abundant yoga teacher retreat in Thailand, there's Wi-Fi there. I can get up early in the morning. It's quiet early in the morning before all the roosters wake up. I thought all oh, you guys would love it if we could actually do a live podcast while I'm in Thailand and I can tell you what's going on and it's... But for whatever reason, the internet just shattered itself randomly at exactly the time the podcast started, and it didn't work. And so now I know as much as I would love to do that with you all, it doesn't work, and I need to pre-record the podcast that happens the week I'm on retreat. Then I'm not stressed about it. Then you guys still get the podcast uh, that's not going to be all weird and Amy trying to figure out the internet, and, and business rolls on. So... Pre-planning and getting to know what needs to be in place ahead of time is going to be a game changer for you, uh, Sheila. Um, Next question. Uh, What ideas do you have to increase engagement within Facebook groups? Also, how do you use your Facebook page as compared to your Facebook group? Great, Look at you guys. Great questions today, folks. Thank you so much. Um, All right. So, uh, okay, How does Amy want to answer this question? Um, All right, so it depends. So let's start with Facebook groups. So it depends the sort of engagement you want in a Facebook group depends if it's your group or someone else's group. Um, Now, I do recommend that you can use. other groups for promoting your things. And some of my clients have great success in promoting their yoga classes in the local kind of the, I don't know, like the Castlemaine spirituality forum or the What's on Castlemaine or the news and happenings in Castlemaine or we have a webpage called uh, the Main Alternative. You know, like promoting my yoga classes in those groups can bring me in new students. If there's essentially a Facebook group set up, like more like a community notice board, then go, have at it, post away. I think it's very important that we be yogis in this space and adhere to the requirements of those Facebook groups. So and and not be trying to do the sneaky post. If someone else is like, this is my business Facebook group, please don't promote your stuff in my group. So my abundant yoga teacher Facebook group, that is a business asset that I have created for my business, I've made that Facebook group, I'm the the, um, owner of that group, I pay someone to moderate it, it is not for other people to promote their stuff, and in fact, even this morning, I blocked someone who continued to do that, oh, this isn't a promotion, but it's actually a promotion, like here's me, and I'm sharing something inspiring, and I'm talking about how I love to help people, and oh, what do you know, here's a link to my website, oh, but it's not a promotion, it's a promotion and that's not allowed, and we're going to block you because we've asked you a few times, and now you're out. So be mindful about what the rules are in other people's Facebook groups. I also think if you are going to, if it's less of a notice board situation like what's on Castlemaine and more of a, um, what's another one that we have here? Oh, we have um, women's circles, Castlemaine Castle and District Women's Circles. It's a Facebook group. I'm a member of it. I was looking at it yesterday, and someone had posted um I'm free. I've got time in my diary for tarot card readings. Would you like a tarot card reading? Except when I looked at this woman, she doesn't live here. She's in like hundreds of other groups and she didn't actually have anything interesting to say. She was just promoting her tarot card readings. And that group, Castleman and District Women's, whatever it's called, it's not a notice board. It's actually a group more like my group where people share ideas, they talk to each other, they connect. And so that, post felt spammy because she wasn't actually sharing any interesting content and she didn't actually live here so she wasn't even promoting a local business she was just she was just spamming her stuff that feels yucky don't do that if you are going to be in more of a discussion group uh, and you do want to talk about what you offer make sure that check in with the owner of the group and make sure that that's okay and then also share if it is okay share what you do but um Be a great, like, you know, netiquette. Talk to other people. Comment on other people's posts. The general rule, at least it used to be for great netiquette when it comes to Facebook groups, is like comment on other people's stuff four times as much as you post your own. Be interactive in the group. Share, contribute, talk with other people. Be a genuine member of the group, and then you'll feel great about sharing your stuff. That's how you increase engagement. If it's your group, how do you increase engagement? You've got to be in there talking to people. Uh, So If someone is commenting, you've got to be commenting back. You've got to be sharing great content. You've got to be giving people a reason to be in that group. Um, How do you use your Facebook page as as opposed to your Facebook group? This is a great question. I was talking to Tess, uh, Relax Yoga, yesterday, Tess in the uh, Keep Growing Mastermind about this. She was a similar sort of question. What do you do in your group versus what do you do on your page? For everybody, if you have a Facebook group, I want you to think about why you have it. And I don't mean why in terms of what are the benefits to your community. I mean why in terms of how does this help to grow your business? What does the Facebook group actually do for your business? I know for us, my um, virtual assistant, she works full time for me and a big part of what she does every day is moderate that group it takes time welcoming people i mean she needs to check everybody who wants to be a part of my group She she vets everybody and even then we get some wrong and have to throw people out and even and we you know the time she has to email people say hey don't promote your shit and they still do and she has to block them she has to delete comments that are a bit offensive or discriminatory that all takes time so The Facebook, if you have a Facebook group, it has to actually make business sense to you. Not just because I want somewhere where my people could connect with each other and do some of our classes online when we're closed for the holidays. That's nice, but unless you are like, I don't know, oh showing it with your bottom line, if you've got 96 Rolls Royces and you can afford to do that much stuff for free, have at it. But if you're still looking to make great turnover and maybe you, you have a vision for being able to support a non-profit that you like but you're not cashed up enough yet to do it, probably giving yourself work like managing a Facebook group that doesn't have a direct financial output for your business is not a great idea. That's what I have to say about Facebook groups. If you have a Facebook group as a part of something that people have purchased, for example, you want to boost attendance over the holiday period at your studio, so you offer a nominal fee. For people to sign up to some kind of challenge, they use the membership they already had, but you just want to get them in the room more often to keep the numbers high and the vibration high during the holiday. So it's like, hey, join our challenge. It's only ten bucks, and you'll get, um, you'll, we'll put you on the leaderboard. We'll send you an email once a week to keep you high vibe. You'll go in the draw to win a home practice hamper, and you'll join our special holiday challenge Facebook group. where we'll be in there every day dropping some kind of useful tip about whatever like if the Facebook group is part of something that people are paying for then it makes sense go ahead and do it man I'm gonna rave on this one okay so I hope this is useful I'm not even sure who this is because I can't see your name I've got one more point to make and then I'll shut up about Facebook groups. you're glad you asked holy smokes all right so then page what about the page compared to the group for most of us from most of the people that I know that I talk to in my community that are maybe you have a small studio a studio at home maybe you've got a a studio in a city but it's not like cranking out the cash or maybe you're a freelancer you teach at studios or you teach in church halls you know for most of the people that I know in this community I would recommend the emphasis needs to be on your page not in your group why because uh, why? Because people, um, because you want everybody to be able to see your content. The more people that can see your content, the better. So why only show things to people who are already in your Facebook group? Unless there is some kind of premium that they're getting, which I've talked about already. But but if you're just looking to spread the good word of yoga, you want as many people to see that as possible. So I totally recommend that you do stuff on your page. On your page, lives on your page. Once a day, lives on your page, or twice a day on your page. If you are marketing something, if you have a retreat that is open at the moment, Susan, I want you to be live on Facebook every day. Just make it part of going to work every day. It doesn't have to be no, six, ten minutes, but every day you need to be on there, sharing great content, connecting with people. Once you've, and then asking people to interact with you. If you're doing a live and you want to also share it into your group, share it into your group. Great idea, have people commenting on it in both places while you're doing it live, but I would totally recommend. You want more exposure rather than less, so share it on your page, not in your group. The other benefit, of course, of doing it on your page is that once you've done it, once you've done a live, for example, and it's got some interaction, then you can boost it to people like a lookalike audience, people on Facebook who live in your area and are likely to be interested in yoga, Boost it to those people so that they can see it and share it and be excited about it as well. Hope that's useful. Sheila says, I hear you. Thanks. I will do. Next time you're in Ghana. Excellent. Sheila is going to be rocking it out. with an assistant, Sheila. I mean, come on. You need an entourage. It's time. You've got that energy. You need support. Susan in Orlando says, I've got an offer by a community school to place a quarter-page ad in a print booklet with 18,000 copies. Colour, and they provide the graphic designer. The booklet will be distributed for six most at different activities, parents, teachers, attendees. $400 sounds good to me. Um, Susan, I like the idea of $400 gets you 18,000 copies in a booklet. Um, Look, it's really tricky because I'm such a fiend for Facebook ads where you can at any time, day or night, pull up your analytics and see exactly who has looked at your ad. Moreover, think about this. With Facebook, it would be like this. You could tell the people who make this booklet to send another booklet to the people who opened the booklet and read your ad. Only send this Booklet to the people who have opened your other booklet and and re- actually read my ad. That's the power of Facebook. That's what retargeting means. Obviously, you can't actually do that with old media, um, so I'm hesitant about it, Susan. You just because you can't know. I mean, theoretically, you could say, "Hey, how'd you hear about me?" and they said, "Well, I got this booklet, right?" But <clears throat> but it's very very difficult to measure success. So what I recommend for people who are thinking about doing this sort of advertising is Um, are you okay taking a punt, Susan, that you could spend $400 and you would never see it come back? I had postcards done. I thought they looked quite nice when I first, um, in hindsight, they were fucking awful, but at the time I thought they were quite nice. Woo! Um, We call those photos the Piggy Eyes. I call those photos of me the Piggy Eyes series. Yeah, if you were there then, you know which ones I'm talking about. Anyway, I had them done. It cost me about, I got them courier. They went in a show bag for a yoga teacher conference. I got nothing back from that. Spent about the same amount of money. But I didn't know, and now I know, and I know not to do it again. So was it a good investment? Sure. Will I do it again? No. So, Susan, I probably want to know a little bit more about this. Do me a favor. Hit me up in the Keep Growing Mastermind Facebook group with just a little bit more about, like, if the if – the, um, if they've sent you an email with a bit more statistics, uh, open rates, um, distribution, that sort of stuff, success from previous advertisers, I just want to see a little bit more. I also want to make sure that the graphic designer they provide you isn't going to do some horrible clip art bullshit that's not going to reflect your brand. So post it in the Keep Growing Mastermind Susan Tag Me. I'll take, I want to take a bit more of a look at it for you. Um, if you're, the general answer for everybody here today would be if you're okay with Um, If you're okay with throwing $400 at something and seeing if it makes a difference, do it. But for you, Susan, I want to know a little bit more. I also, Susan, I want to know what I think we need to do a little bit about, um, I think we need to do a little bit more about what's the demographic and so what would be the best thing to actually advertise in that space uh, for you and your business. Uh, Next, Facebook ads. Whoa, look at these questions. They're coming. Love it. Um, Facebook ads, what's the difference between boosting a post versus doing an ad and which one is best? Would you recommend doing Facebook ads over boosting posts? Yes, 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 I would. Facebook ads, Facebook ads. But A boost is like, oh, that's a bad example. Okay, here's, here's what, a boost is like the Blue Light Disco. I don't know who posted this, so you probably don't know what the Blue Light Disco is. The Blue Light Disco is, in Australia, we have this thing, it's called Blue Light Disco. It's for actually children at primary school to go out at like four o'clock in the afternoon to go to a disco that's sort of run by the police. You know, like it's actually where kids go and they feel a little bit, oh, look at me, I've got my fancy T-shirt on, and um, and they drink cordial and they feel fancy. But it's actually like four o'clock in the afternoon and run by the police, right? That's what boosting is. Yes, it's an ad-ish, but it's also four o'clock in the afternoon and would you like another lime cordial? with your fancy T-shirt on, as opposed to I'm going clubbing in Berlin, which is a Facebook ad. I ain't know shit about that. Like, you know, if you're into electronic music, that's where you go for days, and you just, like, go to different clubs and you don't stop and you don't know what time it is, and that's what a Facebook ad is. It's like, are you real or are you going to the Blue Light Disco? So Blue Light Disco is a great place to get started, but if you're actually legit, Facebook ads. Facebook ads gives you much more opportunity, it puts you across more platforms, it gives you more options with the creative, um, you, can, uh, you can split test which you can't do with a boost so you could be running the same ad but with three different photos so that you can see over a week which photo gets the most clicks, then you go with that one whereas with a boost you just got one hit and you're hoping that people like it. Um, a, big fan of split testing you should be split testing all the time if you don't know what split testing is we don't have time to go into it today um we can talk about it in another open mic you can get my facebook ads masterclass. class i think it's like 27 bucks if you want to go get that uh, on the home study tab of my website or just google it uh, facebook has amazing training by the way like do mine sure uh, but facebook has amazing training on how to do all of this stuff uh facebook blueprint check it out like Great! It's free. Go get it. Have at it. Definitely ads. Definitely ads. And um, and and getting empowered about um, ads. Like we've been talking about this a lot in in my groups. Starting to look at the data. Starting to look at who's clicking. One of my clients. Uh, we had a session this week in the Grow Serve and Shine private clients. We were looking at his ad, and he teaches yoga for men. Generally, they're middle aged or older men that come to his classes, he's put on his first ever ad, he just created his website, launched it, just put on his first ever ad and um, we were looking at the demographics and he was getting really good results for people that were clicking to his website from his ad. But When we looked at the demographics, what we saw was, because we went big in the audience to start, we were doing men and women, maybe women would see the ad and tell their men to go, we're just going to give it a try and see what happens. Turns out when we looked at the demographics, he was paying twice as much money for a woman to click his ad as he was for a man to click his ad. Moreover, he was paying twice as much money for a young man to click his ad as he was for an older man to click his ad. This is great news. Greg wants older men to click his ad. Turns out they're the cheapest to advertise to. We only know that because after a week of running the ad, we can look at the data and see, oh, it's 20 cents a click for Greg to tell older men to come to his yoga class. Bam. Now we can go change the ad, drop the price, get a better return on the investment. You can't do that with a boost. Moreover, you, you sure as shit can't do that with an ad in a booklet. <laughs> Karen, Karen's here. Okay, we're way over time, Karen, but I can't, um, I can't not, I can't, these are great questions, folks. Here's the thing. I can't get to everybody today because I am going to be talking to the beautiful Choco Ban Yoga Paris. At the top of the hour, Uh, even though I could talk to you all day, love it. Um, If I haven't got to your question yet, please type it into the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group and tag me. I want to get to your question. Let's keep the conversation going over there. Um, I just don't have, literally don't have time to get through everybody today, but I want to. Uh, So write a post in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group, tag me, and I'll get in there later today and get back to you. Karen, in Radelaide says, Hey, Amy, I'm not sure if this will get to you in time, but I'm needing to change the days I offer yoga classes to my clients. Any suggestions on how best to elegantly go around this? I've developed a questionnaire to ask them a day change preferences to include them in my process of change. Any other tips for making it fun, smooth, and enticing? I've built a great community class up on Friday mornings, and I want to do all I can to ensure this community continues, as well as continue to grow my evening classes too. Thanks, Amy Karen. Hello, Karen. Um, okay, so first up, and this is for everybody. Thanks, Karen, for being a great teacher here. It's your business. You get to decide what works for you. I love the idea of having a questionnaire that asks everybody what days would be better for them. I've done that a couple of times, and what I found was, <laughs> you know, um, what, if, what if, if anyone else does statistics at university? What I found was there was no statistical. Um, I forget, oh God, I paid $20,000 to learn this, I can't remember. There was no statistical, uh, clear statistical winner (laughs) in that data. Like there was no trend line. There was no bell curve. There was just a whole lot of dots everywhere. Everybody told me what they wanted and there was nothing enough in common to make it worthwhile. So really, Karen, I love that you want everybody to come with you on the journey. The reality is some people just won't. You know, I share this anecdote all the time. I built up the best class, loved it. 20 people come in every week. We we always had fun. They were going places. They'd been with me for months. I changed the date because something I can't remember. And then half of them went, half of them, no shit, half of them went, oh, that's the night that we do Miss Evie's tap dancing for adults. I'm sorry, but we can't come to yoga anymore. So getting ready for the end of year concert, no shit. You should come to Guildford at the end of the year for Miss Evie's Tap dancing for adults concert. It goes off. Seriously, it goes off. You don't think you can tap dance to Justin Timberlake? You wait. Guildford, man. even have a disco ball. If you don't like, you know, Guildford is a town of, I don't know, a thousand people. Seriously, that's half my people gone. Because I happen to pick the same night as Miss Evie's tap dancing for adults. That happens. So uh, you can have all the intentions in the world, but you've got to choose the days that make sense for you and hope that people come with you, sure. Make it easy for them to come with you, absolutely. But whether they do or not, you know, that's that's the be completely obsessed about the outcome that you want and ultimately not hung up about the results, which is Amy's interpretation of the fruits, uh, attachment to the fruits. Thank you, Bhagavad Gita. So, Karen, as far as how do you do it elegantly, it's something like this. the end of Christ, you folks, I love teaching this class so, so much. Just want to let you know, going into 2019, the days are going to change. I really want you to come along to that class instead of this time, it's going to be this time. I'm going to send you an email about it. It'll have the booking link so that you can sign up and make sure that you've got your place for 2019. I'm absolutely certain Wednesdays is even going to be better than Thursdays. You'll love it. I just tell them. Oh drama. It always feels like a much bigger deal to us than it does to them. For most of our students, Reality check for most of our students, yoga is just one of the things that they do one night a week. And that's okay. And hopefully over time, we'll get them addicted and it'll become a, a serious habit. But for the most part, they're recreational yoga users, right? We think it's massive. They're like, oh, bugger, it's no yoga for me. I'll, maybe I'll do that CrossFit thing. I'll go back to tennis. You know, I'm going to do pottery on a Wednesday night. That, that, that's what's actually going on for most people. So, Karen, it's not a big deal. The good news is there'll be people who are like, dang it, I always wanted to go to that class, but it's on a Friday, and that's when I do my whatever. So maybe new people will come because it's a new day. Don't overthink it. Just be warm in yourself. Uh, Let them know you're changing the day if you want them all to come, and here's the link so that they can sign up and get themselves a place. Okay, folks, I seriously have to get going. (laughs) Thank you for amazing questions. If I have not answered your question yet, I want to post it in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group and, uh, or DM me on Insta, Amy Yoga Biz Coach. You can always send me a message. Folks love getting messages on Instagram and I'll send you back a short video answer. Uh, I apologize. We just simply ran out of time. It's been such a great Morning. I've got the best job in the world. I hope you feel like that about your jobs too. Yoga, right? Isn't that awesome? And just a quick last reminder, we've just opened up Growing Your Yoga Business for 2019. So if you want to make 2019 the year that you go from yoga teaching hobbyist to abundant yoga business owner, go check it out, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. The early bird is open, $1,000 off uh, all this month awesome take care everybody I'll speak with you all again next week bye-bye well there you have it folks another abundant yoga teacher podcast I hope you thought it was ace I kind of did again if you're looking to grow your yoga business this year I lovingly invite you to check out my six month group training program growing your yoga biz you can find it at Amy mcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz till next time